What's up, or fam? You know what time it is. Let's get into this. <laughs> All right. What's up, or fam? What's up, everybody? We are excited about today. We are talking about the... How excited are you? I can't tell you right now. Oh. This is PG. No, uh, we're talking about the Insidious series, um, since it's basically Insidious Week. Insidious Red Door came out. We literally just got done watching that. Uh, Shoot, what? It's 10.35? Yeah, so, I mean, it was like a half hour ago. Yeah, so we literally just finished the movie. Just finished that Red Door, so we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about that one. We're not going to spoil it for you guys, though. Yeah, we're not going to talk too much about that one. We're... We're here more to talk about the first four movies. Hopefully by now. I mean, these movies started in 2010. Uh, Last one came out in 2018. Hopefully you've seen these movies. If you haven't, we may spoil a few things. We may not. You know, we're we're not doing a blow-by-blow commentary here. We're... uh, we're just talking about them. Right, you know, and I honestly, I, just forgot, I forgot how good they were. I knew they were good, don't get me wrong. I've always yeah, said yeah, I yeah. fucking love the Insidious movies. Um, I just, you know, I mean, honestly, it's been so long since I watched, like, the first one and the second one that, like, uh, I completely forgot. <laughs> how stupid it sounds. I completely forgot that, you know, Elaine died in the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elise. Oh, Elise, Elise, my bad. Yeah. I completely forgot. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did well, I forget this? And it's funny because it's kind of a shock to your system when you think about the movies as a whole, you right. know. And then for her to die in the very first movie, um, yeah. So, yeah. If, if you haven't seen them, it's a definite shock to your system because you're like, "How the fuck is she in these other movies?" <laughs> well, we're gonna tell you how. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, question for you. Question. If you if you can think about it, I know it's probably been a minute since you watched all the other ones. As far as the other movie I'm going to talk about, what do you like better, The Conjuring stuff or Insidious? Um, first Conjuring movie, I think, is one of the best right? movies to come out in a long time. Uh, but as far as a series, I, I think I like the Insidious series better. Sweet. We're on the same page. Awesome. Um, not, I'm not downing the oh, no, other Conjuring movies by no means. Uh, it's just the way they put this series together. Uh, this Lee Winnell, the guy that wrote, uh, you know, all of this, man, the guy, he really thought out what he was doing. Right. And he made it to where, you know, these movies are going to overlap each other and this is going to pull out of this film and that's going to pull out of that film. And I'm going to tell you right now, the new one's no different. Uh, very cool the way he put these together uh, with the help of James Wan. I mean, the man. Uh, the man. The man. James Wan has done some of the coolest shit that I've seen in a long time. The guy has truly got an eye for horror. Well, you know, he, uh, the way he fi- – um, and it's. I asked you that the other day when I was talking to you about uh, – You didn't ask me nothing. And today, well, today we were talking about it uh, real quick. At the movie, but so James Wan didn't do the last, the last two. two movies, and you can tell. Actually, James Wan didn't do the last three, three movies. Yes, now, 
And you can tell. Like, uh, you you can, but I, they still flow together they really do. well. No, and it's not really necessarily well. the flow of the movies I'm talking about. It's the yeah. way it's filmed. Like, the part one and two to me, which we're going to get deeper into, guys, yeah. on some things. But, like, part one and two to me definitely have the the wand feel. It has a conjuring feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's that. That atmosphere. That darker, more ominous atmosphere. That he creates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you tell you could tell that. Like uh now, part three, I I I like all these. Like I yeah. just we yeah. just agreed on right. that right. we feel just to us guys personally, that you know, the conjuring or the the insidious universe or whatever you want to call it series is to me better than the conjuring stuff. Now that's no disrespect to any of that uh, the conjuring stuff because dude I love those as well. Right, I do um, too. I just for me the first conjuring movie is a fantastic fuck film yeah. and then the other two fall kind of short for me. They're still great movies but they don't as far as a series as right. movies sticking together you can't get any better than the Sunsetia series. Really good. I think it's insane. And we're going to talk about a lot of that. So let's just throw this out there. So the first Insidious movie came out in 2010. It was directed by James Wan, written by Lee Winnell, and it starred Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Barbara Hershey, Mm -hmm. and Lynn Shea. Uh, Barbara Hershey is exciting to me because of the movie The Entity. Yes. I've seen her naked. (laughs) That's why it's exciting. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But the first movie, what's cool about the first movie is is they really give you that that all-American family. You know, it was almost like poltergeist-ish. You know, right, right, right. You know, they they put this family in front of you. You got a mom, a dad, and three kids, and it's idyllic, you know. Mm-hmm. They're living in a house, a nice house, and things go wrong really quick. Right, right. Yeah, and, you know, um, like you said, it paints a I, – I, so when I rewatched all these, and even the one we just watched – I was trying to think about where they were, where the director or the writer, where their head was when they were doing what they were yeah. going for. What were you thinking? You know, like what what were you going for here? What are you trying to portray here? And the last movie just said it all for me. You know what they're going for, and on you can tell me if you think this, but um, I think that they're going for. Like love conquers all, true love conquers all. Like you know, um, like when when you say when I say I will go to fucking hell and back for my kids, right? Like these, you know, in these series, they right. pretty much kind of did do that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a battle for like the eternal like soul, the eternal love type thing. I don't know. That's this is what this last movie we just watched. You guys will see what I'm talking about. The last movie I that's what I feel like I got out of out of the whole series is that yeah. it's love um, conquers all. You know, that's just why I, I look at it. It's yeah. weird, you know, um, being horror and 
But if you think about it, I mean, most fucking horror movies, I mean, you're... If it's not like a slasher, you know, and even some slashers are that way, but most of them are, you know, a battle between good and evil, light, dark, like, uh, you're, you, you go to, you go to fight somebody or some entity or do something because you care for someone else. That's the whole reason you're doing it. Yeah. You know, like, so that's the, where I got out of it. Now there's a shit ton of underlying stuff in it, you know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's just like, okay, look at, so he just pulled up the uh, IMBD for the first one, right? Yeah. What do you think is the point of having the S and the I read? I, I'll be honest with you, I really don't know. I don't. There's a purpose. and that's a, there, see, There's a reason they did that. And that's why I was getting into, like, when I was watching these films, I'm trying to think of why they did Why did things. they do that? Um, is that C? Yes. You know, see, no, um, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's just, uh, but every one of them is the same one. Yeah. So there's gotta be a, a reason which we should have looked into. <laughs> we should have, but Hey, we didn't do our research, but we're, I, you know, and honestly, the, like I said, this is not a, we're not going to tear these movies down. We're just going to talk about them. Well, uh, I actually, so here's what I told my wife this morning. Cause she was, she she flat out asked me, why are you guys doing this? And I said, well, for one, ratings. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I said, for one, you know, the new movie just came out, and I just wanted to talk about these films. And and I'm sorry, I'm just going to I'm gonna go out here and do this. As far as this series goes, I'm going to get it out of the way right away. Absolutely love the first and the second movies. The third and the fourth movies are great. The third one is not one of my favorites, but it's still a great film. Right. The fourth one is phenomenal. And for me, it's the way it ties everything together. The reason why I love the first and the second movie so much is the first movie, you get the groundwork. You get, here is what's going on. Here is what's happening with this family. And you see all this weird paranormal stuff happening. But you really don't know why. And then once you get into the second movie, they start tying it together. And all of a sudden, the second movie things in the second movie are happening at the same time in the middle of the first movie. Right. You know, and you're getting right, and you're seeing. It's like you're you're behind the scenes. You're seeing why this happened. Yeah, it's really cool. This is why this thing moved, or that door opened, or the... And I fucking love that. I think that Lee Winnell and James Wan are absolute geniuses for putting this together the way they did. Oh, and not only that, but one thing I absolutely fucking love that they did with this very last film we just watched. Like I said, guys, we're going to do hints here and there about the film. We're not really going to get into it too deeply. But what I fucking love about what they did with this film, with the newest one that we just watched, Red Door, is that they used every same character. The exact same person that played those people. People are playing those yep. people now, and they're old. It's just fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it makes the movie that much more fucking 
real. Yeah, old, so you know. in in the new one, you're seeing Dalton all grown up. I mean, he's went to college. The same kid. I mean, he, it's the exact same kid, Ty Sumkis. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing him grown up. Same, a the same. 20 something year old college dude. The brother, same. The brother, same, same kid. kid. Like, yeah. I mean, they just killed it with that. Yeah. They killed it with um, that. I love that they did yeah, that. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I love that they did this. But I, well, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, but so in the first movie, the first movie is all about the Lambert family uh, Josh and Renee Lambert and their kids. Uh, we all know if you've seen this movie, you should have seen this movie. It's a fantastic film. Uh, their son Dalton, uh, something happens with him, and he becomes basically comatose. Mm-hmm. And they are struggling trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And finally, Josh's mother, Lor- uh, Lorraine? Jo- Josh's mother? Josh's mother, yeah, who uh, is uh, Barbara Hershey. Right. Uh, you know, I got this pulled up right here. Yes, look. All you got to do is scroll down. Yep. Uh, Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah. Lorraine Lambert, Josh's mother, decides that there's there's something going on with the paranormal activity that's been happening inside the house, and she's going to call in a friend because she thinks she knows what's going on. And the reason why she thinks she knows what's going on is the exact same thing happened to her son, Josh, who is now Dalton's father. And, you know, um, I I like how they do this. And as we get into some more of the other movies stuff, we'll see what we're talking about. Like, But um, I like how they they go the um, exorcism Emily Rose route, which mean what I mean by that is, is they go with the technical and medical terms of what they think is wrong with someone compared to what the spiritual term may right. be there's right. something attached to yeah. them so you know you know what i'm talking about oh yeah like, i know exactly so, what you're uh, talking about you know they they, they it, it shows that maybe sometime crazy people aren't really crazy that crazy so i just i like shit. that concept we're bad shit yeah <laughs> so Synopsis of this movie is they're they're fighting for their son who is comatose. They found out that he can astro project, so he has went out of his body. And they learn from Len Shay, uh, Elise, that uh, he is in a place that they call the further. And with him being there, because he's still alive, all these spirits that are in the spirit realm called the further, are attached to him. They want him because of of his life essence. So they are trying to get out. So they really want Dalton's body Mm -hmm. is what they're trying to do. So, of course, whenever she comes in to the picture, she figures it out pretty quick whenever she goes up and sees Dalton. So Dalton is in the house. He's comatose in a bed inside the house, and when she goes up to see him, she that's when she notices that there's something dark. There's an evil presence inside the house, and she sees the red-faced demon right at that point. <clears throat> you know, and um, I'm trying to decide... 
<laughs> if I if if I like the way they did the movies, you know, like how they do them, they're actually out of out of order, you know, kind of yeah, out of sync. They, they are, they are, um, which is cool. Is sometimes for me, I'm like, yeah. What Ryan's getting at is the first two movies are in order, but you get confused because there's a lot of going back to the first movie and the second movie. Things that were happening in the first movie are caused by actions on the second movie. And then like the third And then the third movie is a prequel that happens just before the beginning of the first movie. Yeah, and then, and the, then the fourth, fourth movie one. goes back even farther. The fourth movie actually starts in 1953 when Elise is a little girl. <laughs> and they don't stay in 1953 for very long. They they skip right. forward. But the fourth movie takes place just before the third movie, <laughs> which takes place just before the first movie. <laughs> and then the second movie is in the middle of the first movie. But the third movie <laughs> plays into the second. <laughs> Have we confused you? And now you're lost. And now you're lost. But Now no. we've confused you. But no. Um, but that's what I'm talking about is, is that kind of genius that they, that they picked like... In the third movie, we're not going to get too far off of this, but in the third movie, there's a part where uh, Elise and Carl and Quinn are walking down a hallway, and they walk through a doorway, and when they walk through that door, Ryan shits his pants, (laughs) and when they walk through that door is when they see Dalton in the attic. Mm-hmm. In the very first movie, he was climbing a ladder in the attic and fell off the ladder and was laying on the floor. When they open the door is right after he falls off that ladder. Yep. Well, in the first movie, when he falls off that ladder, you see the door open, but you don't know why the door opened. You don't fucking find out why the door opened until the third movie. Which is cool. And I love that. Yeah, which is awesome. I love it. You know, it's just, it's all kind of this crazy, crazy stuff. It's uh, Creepy. Creepy. You know, so, oh, something you missed, uh, real quick. Now that I'm thinking about, it, since I see this previews playing, your smell, Bloomhouse. Now you're gonna, you're definitely gonna not miss that. Uh, <laughs> no, Bloomhouse has a new, uh, had a different intro. Like you know the regular intro. Yeah, it's really cool. But uh, this time had a different one. Oh, it was really cool on the, main, the movie. Well, you were in the shitter. Oh, <laughs> when we watched the new movie, but it's a really cool intro. Um. I do love. The oh, movie. you're talking when we saw the new movie. The new oh, movie, yeah, yeah, when yeah, it, yeah, yeah. When it showed like the the Bloom House thing, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. With How the chair. chair this the... one was different. Really, yeah, it's cool. Well, it's funny because they changed it up for Halloween too. Because in the, when the that little segment mm-hmm. before Halloween, you could see Michael Myers sta- staring through the window. Yeah, in the, the woods. Yeah, it. so that same yeah. one. Yeah, so you did. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Pretty cool. Oh, was that the same one? Yep. They, oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. so it's the same intro they did for Halloween. Fuck yeah! Nice, nice. But uh, anyway, uh, first movie rolls along. You know, we're like I said, we're not doing blow by blow. Yeah, we're just gonna. Uh, I just wanted. I honestly, I wanted us to talk about some of our favorite scenes out of these movies oh gee yeah so i'll start this off one of my favorite scenes is when they do that first seance in dalton's room and he's in the bed and her uh elise and josh and renee are there and 
we haven't talked about uh, Specs and Tucker yet, but uh, (laughs) Tucker is doing the filming and Specs is sitting there. Basically, Elise puts on this gas mask, which we find out later what that's from. Right. Uh, She puts on this gas mask and probably because Ryan farted and and Specs is there. To it, it's weird. This gas mask has got a big long hose, and that hose goes over to Specs' ear. Uh, Stevens his actual name, but they call him Specs because he wears glasses. Um, so he is there to write down everything that Elise says during this during the seance. It, dude, the whole atmosphere of that little. It's just a short part, but man, it was so well, freaking creepy. So what? Dude. It, it, that's kind of so. That's a version of the fucking uh, ah shit. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, the method, um, the Estes method. Estes method. Yeah, that's a version of the uh, Estes method. similar but kind different. Of. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. um, uh, yeah. Dude, I, it's a great scene. It really sets the fucking tone and the mood. Like, and you hear yeah. her in it breathing, uh-huh. and like, uh, you and like you can hear her mumbling. mumble, but you can't. And tell what she's saying. And he's saying that and, like, writing it down. Uh, excellent scene. It was funny because I turned on the closed captioning on the movie, and it even said mumble, mumble, mumble. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny. Hilarious. But, uh, but yeah, and then he's writing down all this stuff, and, of course, as it continues to go on, it just gets more intense and more intense and more intense. And then all of a sudden, like, some of the lights start popping, and then you get Dalton is standing right there beside the table. This kid has not been out of the bed in like two months. Yeah. And all of a sudden now he's standing right beside the table and he puts his hand out and, and he slaps boom. the center of the table. And when he does, everybody shoots out into the room. Uh, just a very cool, powerful scene. Well, then that's, you know? that sound they use when they do that, that doom. Yeah. And it fucking echoes out. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, awesome! Yeah, it sounded great... really cool in, yeah, in the theater. And oh fuck yeah, dude! That's a great, yeah, that's a great scene. Like, um, I mean, there's so many scenes that, of course, you know your jump scares. People like the jump scare stuff, but so you know, the, the and scene... they had a lot of jump scares in there. So, but it wasn't over the top. Well, and a lot of people are like, oh, jump scares are fucking cheap. Blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, okay, but they work. But the way they did them, though, right, it was not your typical cheap jump scare, right? You know, there was a lot of tension going on. Well, like they I would, love it. I love how that. Yeah, because like you like then they do it with all the films. Yeah. So like someone's in a room and it gets dark and they look one way and there's nothing. They look back behind the the other way. There's nothing again. They look this way. There's nothing again. So you're like, okay, he's not seeing nothing. Yeah. And bam, that fucking fourth time, it's like, and then bam, boom, they're right behind right them. Yeah. So, but like, uh, well, so the scene, the scene where they're at the table talking, um, it's uh, uh, Josh, um, the mom, his mom, uh, and um, his wife, and they're at the table talking about what's going on. And um, she comes in, she's talking to him, and then all of a sudden she's like, it's, it's, it's a back and forth between him and his mom. Yeah. Him and his mom. The camera. Boom. Boom, boom. boom. And it's like boom, a slow, though. Boom, boom. boom. And yeah. then 
she looks up from the table, looks at him, and the demon... Gets that scared look on her face. The demon is halfway. You only see half his face. Right. Because he's, like, hiding behind Josh's head. And this is where I'm going to get at with the, with the directing. And, I mean, I don't know if maybe the director doesn't have so much to do with this, but the makeup at that time was amazing. Yeah, yeah. If you noticed, like, in the other ones, the makeup was kind of... I don't know. It yeah. looked off to me. Yeah. That one looked amazing. Uh, super vibrant, like, uh, for as vibrant as can be, like, the right. the, the black. Well, and, the and it was weird because it was during the day, too. I mean, right. he wasn't in the further whenever he whenever she saw that demon face. You right, know? you know. And that like that's a jump that fucking really gets you, you know. And wait a sec. I got to think about this. I've been watching all these movies. There's a scene I want to talk about that I really fucking love, and I can't remember if it's in the first one or the second one. I think it's in the second one, so I might wait. Okay. If you want to. Well, I I mean, we're just here to talk about these movies as a whole. Cool, because there's a scene that I really fucking love, and it's the fucking tiptoe through the window scene whenever she's fucking taking the trash out. Yeah. And that fucking, um, you hear it go... You hear the fucking record goal skit yeah. like off of what she was listening yeah. to. And then it goes, and then that fucking song kicks on. You got to build up that scene, though. So what what you're talking about is on the second film. Mm-hmm. They have uh, moved. They've moved into a new house. Mm-hmm. And they can't, they don't like this house. So they end up moving out to another house. And uh, the spirits have followed them. So they're they're there. Josh is a school teacher, so he has went to work, and the mom is there alone with unpacking. Still, you know, with the, the babe. Kid, the, Dalton is still comatose, mm-hmm. and uh, oh no, I'm sorry. This wasn't the first film. That's what. Okay, yeah, this wasn't the first film. I'm sorry. Uh, so Dalton is still comatose, uh, or was he? Yeah, see, it's all fucking boring. But anyway, she walks walks through the laundry room, and she grabs something, and as she comes back through the laundry room, they they very subtly, the camera's following her, but if you look off to the side, you can see this little boy standing there facing the wall. Like, you can't see his face. All you can see is, like, the back of his head and his Where back. He's wearing... He's, and he's wearing, like, an old derby. Derby hat. Derby hat. Fucking, you know... Uh, you can tell he was, like, from, like, the 30s, 30s or, or something. 40s, you know? yeah. And, uh, you know, she walked right past him. She doesn't even see him, you know, because he's off to the side a little bit. And then you're like... It's so quick. You're like, oh, my God. Did, did I catch that? You know, is that... Really, somebody standing there, and then she goes and grabs the trash and takes the trash. All out. the windows are open. Yeah, all the windows in the house. So are as open. she's leaving to go outside to take trash out, she opens up the back door, and then all of a sudden you hear like her. She's playing music, and all of a sudden you hear that go. It exit off, and then all of a sudden you hear this that tiptoe through the window song starts yeah, playing. Tiptoe through the tulips. Through the tulips with me, yeah. and like uh, she's walking, she walking past, you know, and um, as she's walking back. And this is what I really love because yeah. it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. She's walking back and she looks up into the window because she hears the song and then she sees this kid dancing and he's dancing, but it's fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a creepy ass dance. He's like standing in front of the stereo, like just, doing his little, you know, you know, doing his little an innocent dance, kid dance, you know? but it's creepy as shit because right. he's not supposed to be there. A song's right. fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. And then like, so she runs inside, and you hear his kid. Well, she runs inside and she runs to the where the kid was and he's gone. Right. He's not there. So she turns off the radio. And then the and kid then, fucking darts boom, across boom, 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 boom. laughing. Yeah. And so she like takes off because he took he ran towards the room. Yeah, he ran down the hallway. And um so she walks into the room um and she's looking around and um oh gosh, uh Dalton's still in the bed, you know. Right. And then she sees the old. So that proves that this was the first movie. Yes, she she sees the old school shoes. Yeah, and that little yeah. thing, and she's like, "Well, gets a hockey stick," and she walks over there and like cuts the cross, and there's nothing there, of course, blah blah. But then she like she hears them giggling. Yeah, and she looks up, and it's like you know a small like a arm like arm type you know. thing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom! He busts through a door. What pisses me off though is that I I need to pause it sometime because his face actually looks creepy. Yeah. But you don't get to see it very well. Well, they had him painted, like, white. And his know, teeth like were fucking weird. His nose stuff. was kind of pointed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool scene. I very love cool that scene, scene dude. Um, you know, some of, the, some of the others was like, oh, and this is something I noticed. They did the exact same thing in this movie that I was, I was kind of wondering why. Okay. In the first movie, Lorraine, Josh's mom, mm-hmm. starts, she brings the pictures out and is showing them to Renee, Josh's wife, of Josh when he was a little little boy and the bride in black. Like, every picture she would show her. Getting closer. She was getting closer and closer to him. The next time those pictures come up were in, I think, the fourth movie which is called The Last Key. They're looking at those same pictures, but all the pictures are different. There's one picture in there that's the same, like Josh is the same, but the the pictures the bride in black is different. Still looks the same, but she's, like, different. Uh, the one where you really notice it is one of the pictures that shows Josh holding a puppy. In the first movie, he's holding this puppy, and behind him is a parked car. The bride in black, you can see her face like she's sitting in the Inside front seat the, of the yeah, yeah, car. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next time you see that same picture, it's like she's standing on the hood of the car, and like it's covering up the roof of the car. So she's moving inside the history. Inside the pictures. Yeah. In this movie, they showed those same pictures. All of the pictures were different, though. And I don't know why they did that. Maybe I, I can't. Just, yeah, maybe to get people like me to ask questions. Yeah, right. Why the just fuck did you do that? Egg. I don't know. I mean, because surely they still got the original pictures from the first movie, but maybe they don't. Well, I don't and know. Maybe throughout the timeline or whatever, like history's changing and moving, and the pictures are moving, and maybe that's a good point. That's a know. good point. I don't. I I I couldn't figure out because when they started showing those pictures again today, this morning when we were watching that, I was like. Every one of the pictures was different. Right. Like, they weren't even the same. Like, everything was different about them. You know? Yeah, it's weird. And I don't I don't understand why they did that. Well, didn't, and he also had... Didn't he have some pictures of his dad? 
In this new one, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, they they were showing pictures of his dad that he never met. Right, 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 right. Um, right, right. The man that he thought was his dad was not really his dad. Oh, but man, we're giving away some shit here, dude. Sorry, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So many powerful scenes. Uh, when he goes into the further, you know, towards the end of the movie, when he goes into the further and he goes to the house, and he he's walking through the living room and the the like the creepy people that are sitting on the couch and the lady doing the ironing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she pulls out a gun and kills them. Yeah. Dude, just fucking creepy. See the dark, creepy. See, but also I'm talking about like, Oh, and I've got ghost boy tiptoe through the tulips on here. Dude. Yeah. That, that scene was just, that song awesome. is creepy as shit. Yeah. It's just an old yeah. song. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, the bride in black, I think they did a really good job with her. Um, him, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Cause you find out through, you find out through the movies, not the new one, but through the first four movies that it, uh, it was a woman, um, that it was a progression. Uh, this little boy was traumatized by his mother. His mother wanted a little girl. And she got a little boy, so she forced this little boy to dress as a little girl and changed his name and everything. Yeah, it was... And uh, very creepy. But then that little boy becomes the bride in black. It's pretty cool. Which is a serial killer. It's pretty cool how they fucking... How they fucking put all that together is beyond me. It's crazy, man. (laughs) It's crazy. It's very fucking cool, though. Very cool. Uh... That's why, for me, those first two movies are just so good. I mean, they're just so... And I, there's and, so much there to unwrap. And well, and I want to say, like, it, it, you have you have the same writer, but you got James, James Wan. James Wan as a director. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, the second movie... <clears throat> so the first movie was all was all about the Lambert family and their struggle with their son who was comatose. And in the second movie, though, Dalton has come out of this because, you know, they saved him. Oh, we didn't even talk about the big spoiler at the end of part one. Yeah. Uh, which we mentioned earlier, you know, the death of Elise. Uh, and then come to find out it was it was Josh that killed her. But well, it really wasn't. It really wasn't <laughs> Josh. Uh, we find out that he's essentially possessed by the bride in black. Um, but then you get to the second movie, and you think it's all going to start over. Well, the second movie is really all about Josh. Mm-hmm. It's all about him. You know, uh, the spirits have taken over his body, and. What's cool about the way they did that is at the beginning of the movie, he's very vibrant and full of life. And then as the movie goes on, you slowly see him decay into it's like that murderous it's, rampage. It's like the uh, American Werewolf in London freaking with every time you see... Uh, every, uh, yeah, every time you see, uh, they, uh, not David, but Jack, his friend Jack. 
Every he's time more you'd and see more Jack, de- he decrepit. was more decayed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of what you get here. And it was kind of, well, Kubrick did that in The Shining with Jack right. Nicholson. You know, as the movie went on, you could just see in his face the madness. Well, and it's cool because it kind of explained in there, too. He's like, you know, his tooth falls out. So then he's like talking to the spirit, or he's mm-hmm. not, the 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 uh, bride in black is technically because that's who it is. Right. And she's like, uh, you're killing his uh, mortal body or something like that. Like you're, it's the longer he's away from it, the quicker it's going to start decaying. And yeah. And you find out as the movie goes on that, you know, Josh, the real Josh is stuck in the further. He can't get back to his body. Right. And that's why, you know, all this chaos has been happening. Um, but one of the notes I put on my paper here was ties what's happening in with part one. Uh, some of the stuff that they did in this, um, the scene that comes to mind the most for me is they show a video of Josh when he was younger, of Josh, when he was younger, being interviewed by Elise. Cause at this point, you know, that Josh is the one that, he was an uh, uh, astro projector, and Elise, projector. Uh, Elise had to come in to help him and his mother. And so the movie starts out in, like, I think it was 1986 is what it said. Like that, yeah. I think is what it said at the beginning. But anyway, Elise comes in, a younger Elise comes in to to help Josh and she's doing a, like a video thing. She's going to hypnotize him and she's videotaping it. Well, in the first movie, you see that video and there's a point in that video where Josh stands up and he kind of looks over his shoulder and he says, I'll show you. Yeah. And they, they never could figure out what was going on there. Well, in the, in the second movie, you find out, that what is happening is, is Josh has went back to his, to this house, and he's in the further. He's grown up. Josh, the real Josh, is in the further, but because he's in the further, there is no like time and space is totally different. Right. There, you know, there is no relevancy of time. Uh, so he is actually young Josh. While he's hypnotized, is actually talking to older Himself, Josh, yeah. trying to help him find uh, Dalton. Yeah, and it's very cool because they show that scene in this movie, and then once they show that, Elise is there because she has died. She's now in the further forever, but she's still trying to help. And it was so cool because in that, she found out what all of that was about. Because right. there's a point where young Josh walks over and he points towards a door. And the doorway, uh, uh, the door actually swings open by itself. Well, now we see what actually happened. He was showing old, older Josh where to go to find his son. Yeah, And it was actually older Josh that opened that door. That the younger Elise saw, yeah, and didn't know what was going on. They did a really. Dude, I just fucking love the way they fucking did this, yeah. dude. And it, it was just amazing. They did a really good job uh, casting that younger Elise too. Yeah, 
Yeah. I thought they did really good with yeah, that. Yeah, she looked. Um, a lot of the people that they cast as their younger selves looked very similar to. Right. Right. You know, who yeah, they you were know, supposed to be portraying. And just the way they, like, Lee Wanell wrote this is just awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, the guy, he just. He's got a fucked up head. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, see what's cool is he's like, just I, brilliant. I have ideas for stuff, but I just there's no way I'd be able to write all this and make. You know, you got to write the dialogue. You got to write like the what's going on, who's right. doing what, right. like as they're talking. Like right. it, that's a lot. Now, you know, in his credit, though, he had a lot of help and some big big boy help with James Wan directing this. You know, and then when you get to the third one, the third one is all, you know, Lee Wanell. Mm-hmm. He wrote and directed, but James Wan was still there. He was a there as a producer. I actually would like the third one. Um, I know, and yeah, I know you like it, but it's just not your favorite. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. I, and I, I was I was really at this point. By the time you get to the second movie, you're just in love with this Lambert family. You know, mm-hmm. and then you get to the third movie and they're not even there. Right. You know, and you're like, uh, what the hell's going on? And then you realize, oh, it's before the Lamberts. You right. Know? And it's, and it's now you're getting into the point where it's more about Elise. But you also, yeah, you hear a you lot know? about Elise and like leading up into what's going like. You know, the third movie is about Quinn and her dad, you know, and her struggle, but it's, they're pushing you towards Elise. And it's all about her. By the time you get to the fourth movie, the fourth movie is all Elise. And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I told you guys at the beginning of this episode that, like, what I got from this is true love and love conquers all. Because even in, even in the fourth one, whenever, you know, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about with the third one? No, I mean, you know, there was a couple scenes, like, you know, and it was it was a very powerful scene. We get to see the part where the mom is abusing the little boy, and your name's Meredith, and that whole "Don't you dare!" You know, yeah. she slaps him. Well, we get to see Rose. Rose actually sees that whole thing go down, mm-hmm. and it it was very creepy because they've moved into they've actually went to stay with Lorraine at Lorraine's house at this point, and which is where Josh grew up. And she, the whole scene with the piano, every time she'd walk upstairs, the piano would start playing, and she'd go down, and there'd be nobody in there. And then the they had the little baby walker yeah. thing that would start making noise all by Loud itself. Loud as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, when she walks into the living room, and she sees the lady sitting on the couch. Yeah. And then she gets up, and she walks away. She's and as she it. walks past the doorway, she disappears. And then all of a sudden, when she reappears, she's right in front of her. Yeah, you know, don't you dare! And then you, know, you, and and you find her. out. Then you find out too that that was you know Josh the whole time trying to communicate with her. Yeah, playing the piano, the piano, playing that yeah. song, yeah. like trying yeah. to communicate. Yeah, just very fucking cool moments. And then of course the seance with Carl. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of seances. When Carl, you know, so in the second movie they introduce you to Carl. And Carl is a friend of Elisa's, and he's a uh, psychic too. And he uses these dice 
that like he can throw these dice and they have words on them and they will make sentences. So that's how he communicates with the dead. So when he's having that little seance and he's throwing those dice and he's trying to talk to Elise and there's something keeps coming up, you know, right. kill, you yeah. know, and uh, just a very, very cool. Mother Mortis. Yeah. Mother Mortis. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. Very cool. Very powerful. Yeah, man. Um, but one of my all-time favorite scenes out of the entire series, and it's so, I don't know why, I just, it, it sticks with me. Josh is stuck in the further. We just saw this because, of course, there's a scene in the new movie that is directly from the end of the second movie. And so I was like, dude, when we get back to the house, I got to watch that scene because I got to see that again. You know, it's completely tied together with that with the new movie. Um, but uh, there's a scene where Josh is on the further and he walks into that room and he's surrounded by people standing there with sheets over their heads. Mm. Dude, that hit me so hard. I actually <laughs> designed a, an entire section of my Halloween haunt around that scene. Right. And that's a little section with the ghosts with mm. the sheets on them. It is directly because of that scene in this movie. That's yeah, freaking awesome. There's a whole reason why Kinda I wanted gives, to do that. It reminds me of like the... Uh, it's just creepy. And the scene where they walk in and they, all the people are sitting in the... Uh, in the pews in, in, the, in the, pews. the first one. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the nurse scene from Silent Hill. Yes. Yes. Dude. Yeah. So good. Yeah, just so creepy. But so like... Creepy. Uh, but anyway. So, and then the third one, you know, it, it goes into another family that was... Mainly, it's kind of like they're telling Elise's story too, though the whole time, really, because she—they really are. Because kind of like it's kind of like with the Conjuring, with the Ed and Lorraine um, thing, it's, it's their version of what's going on and what happened. Right. Uh, but uh, part three, you know, I really I liked it mainly because I really loved, you know, the the demon. Yeah. You know yeah. the 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 man that the can't breathe. Man that can't breathe. Yeah. Um, really creepy, like the footstep stuff, mm -hmm. like with the yeah, tar. the tarry footsteps, and like all that stuff was really, really good. There's a really cool thing about that that uh, actually on one of the on the uh, DVD for that or Blu-ray or whatever you've mm -hmm. got in the special features, they talk about those tarry footprints and jump scares and stuff, and how they actually the way they thought about making those scenes like you know where you see the tarry footprints and he gets to the and he gets to the window and he looks out and there's nothing there you know there's going to be something there but there's nothing there and then all of a sudden it comes through the window and grabs her and tries to pull her out right. the window you know and then like how it gets to the root like it gets to the wall and it goes starts going up the wall a little yeah. bit yeah yeah like there's just yeah. really really good scenes um, in it the the scene with the no face girl yeah. you know when she all of a sudden, she's, uh, you know, now Quinn in this movie. So in this movie, there's a, a girl, Quinn. Um, her mother has died, and she is out with a friend. Uh, I think they were at a play or something. Anyway, they're, they're walking down the street, and she happens to look out, and she sees this old man with the respirator or the yeah, face yeah. mask on, and he's waving her. Well, he's just like... He's waving at her. Yeah, he's All waving creepy at her. Like, yeah. Get Freddy so, Krueger vibes. She 
accidentally steps out into the road and gets hit by a car. Just bam. Fuck you know, it. and you're like, fuck, she's dead. You know, I can't believe they killed her off that quick. Well, come find out she survived it, but it broke both her legs. So the whole movie is her, I mean, she's bedridden, but like her dad can get her around in a wheelchair or whatever. So when the scene where she sees the no-face girl the first time is she ends up upstairs. Yeah. Sitting in her wheelchair. And like she's trying to figure out how to get out of there. And the, the, the floor right above the apartment that her and her dad live in is vacant. There's no nobody in any of the apartments. And, like, she's sitting there in the wheelchair, and then all of a sudden you see the hand come up on the back of the wheelchair. And when the camera pulls back a little bit, you've got this old dude with the face mask on, like, starts pushing her wheelchair down the hallway. And he pushes her to a room. The room was 514. I don't know if that's got anything to do with anything. But right. I, I just... I. I notice weird things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, he pushes her in this room, and then she uh, starts well, seeing the snow-faced girl. You well, know. She, well, he throws her out of the chair. Right. And right. then when she's laying there, she sees this snow-faced girl crawling in no hands or feet, and she's crawling out of the room. You know, and the snow-faced girl is really her soul. Half right. her soul. Like, right. the demon has half her soul. Yeah. Um, it's it's fucking really cool. Like the I I, I like the storyline of how they how they did that. You know what I mean? Um, pretty creepy shit. I just really like the character. I really like the uh fucking the man he can't breathe character is really yeah, cre- really yeah. creepy. Oh, um, I agree with you. That was really creepy, and it, all the footsteps all over the place. I thought that was cool. Right, really cool right. touch, man. And then you know, so that one they end up getting help. From you know, and, and in this one, Lorraine is not wanting to, or uh, not Lorraine, but uh, in this Elise. one, Elise is really not wanting to to help anything because she's you know right. So she's been through so much already, and you know, so she ends up coming to help anyway because of the dad talks or whatever. But what's up <laughs> when they when they show up at the house and they're on the porch? And she introduces herself, and then Tucker's standing behind her, and he's like, she's psychic or sidekicks. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Specs, <laughs> Specs and Tucker are hilarious, dude. They're like well, some of my favorite Oh, I love them guys, man. Hilarious. Love them guys. She's but, psychic uh, or sidekicks. <laughs> and everybody that they that he says that to is like, what? He's like, never mind. Never mind. But, uh... So, and then, like, Elise, you know, she ends up trying to help or whatever, and then, like, the demon tries to uh, get her to believe that it's, that her her husband's there and all this stuff, and if you haven't seen this yet, I mean. Shame on you. Shame on you. So, like, she ends up saying, you know, talking to her husband. Because it really is a great movie. Who she thinks her husband is, and he's, like, saying that he she could be with him forever. She just needs to, you know, basically kill herself. And then she's like, well, uh, I know that you're a liar. My oh, crap. Why am I drawing a blank on her husband's name? I don't. But she's like, he would yeah, never. I he would, ne- he would never. I didn't write it down either. He would never want me to kill myself. And right. then she like slices him across the fucking 
face and shit. Really good, yeah. really good movie. You know, ends up they Elaine. You know, of course, saves the day. <laughs> um, and then like, go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say to add to that was uh, they had like the little seance deal, uh, and during that little seance when it's like him and him and the girl uh-huh. having the seance um and Elise is you know it's it's him and her and Elise at this point she's alive uh they're having a seance and she's on the further and she actually gets attacked in the further yeah, by, by the fucking the, the woman the bride in black. black but what was cool about that is during that attack is when they take you all the way back to the first movie, and you see the bride in black throw her in the chair and choke her to death. Right. And it was just, I was like, fuck, dude. The way they connect everything. Yeah, it's just the way they connected it all. But, yeah, man, and I mean, cool, um, man. part four, great, too. Again, um, with this one's mainly, this one's all about Elise and her history and all this other stuff. And actually, I think they kind of left it open to maybe more with her granddaughter. Or not her granddaughter, her niece. Her niece, yeah. Um. But, like, uh, this one's really good, too. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, but what I was going to get at earlier, like, honestly, I mean, you can tell through all this that it's all about, like, love. And family. And, and family. Yeah. Because, like, she also comes to realize, and what's crazy about this is, and what I was thinking about, like, like her dad, it wasn't her dad. It was something else that was possessed her dad. Right, right. And, and like, her dad in the fourth one, her dad. It start the fourth one starts out. Her as a little girl in 1953, and her dad was a prison guard, and they lived in a house that was right by the prison. You know, and he was very abusive to her, and like every time, like she had, she had her abilities and her powers, like when she was a little girl, and uh, her dad just hated that and he would every time she would talk about ghosts or something he would beat her well something that's really cool that i that i, that I realized is that uh so now that you think about it once you get to see what's going on that because in, in the movie they talk about her, her mom saying oh well, you're some people are scared of people who can see things and mm-hmm. do things that's not it at all. What it is is he or the spirit is trying to get her to shut up, right, and not talk about it anymore, yeah. and just let it go. Yeah, that's what got me when I was thinking about. It. I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, so it's not even. He's not trying to abuse his kid because uh, he's scared of anything. It's because he wants her to shut up. Shut up. Yeah, about yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Like, so that was pretty cool. Like, once you get that concept. But what I was going to get at too with the whole love thing, you know, this movie is all about her basically in. Coming back home. Yeah, because someone moves into the house. Turns out he's an asshole, not a good guy. Right. He's going through some shit, too, because of what's going on. Well, and then you find out he's also possessed. Right. So Um, it's like a big, vicious circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, dude, like some of the shit that that they did in this film was was really cool. Like uh, when they go in... To like, so she runs into her brother. So Elise ran away from home when she was sixteen, and she hadn't been back in like fifty years or something, yeah, you know. Right. And uh, 
so she, her and, and Specs and Tucker go back to this house because she, the guy that owns the house is called her, like Ryan said. And they go there, and she runs into these two girls and just strikes up a conversation with them. Looking back, you know, with her ability, she had to have known. Well, you know in her face when she sees them. She sees yeah. them, and she falls, and she knew who they, she, she knew who they were. That's why she said, you remind me of someone I yeah. know. Yeah, come to find out, these two girls are the daughters of her brother, who is upset with Elise because he left her, or, or she left him there with his abusive father. The real monster. With the real monster. But uh, whenever they go into the house and, like, they're looking for... Uh, the whistle? Look, when they're looking for the whistle. Mm-hmm. And they go into the house and, like, the one niece is walking through... Because one of the girls has disappeared at this yeah. point. And they're, the one niece is down there looking for the... Uh, She's looking for her dad. You know the one that goes downstairs? Yeah, when she's walking through the basement. Yeah, she's and looking like, for her dad. Just the atmosphere of that basement. You know, she's walking by, like, the camera's panned back, and she walks, like, behind a pillar, and on this pillar, there's, like, some, some clothes hanging on this pillar, and as she walks by, the clothes start moving. You know, like, the arms move on them. Right. And then she walks over, and she's standing in front of, like, a uniform. And as she's standing there, you see the hand come out of the sleeve of the uniform, and it's got the keys all stuck to its fingers. And then it, it touches her hand, and she jumps, and she turns around, and it's gone. The uniform's still hanging there. Right. But just really cool. And that know, scene where she's down there looking things. for, like, they're looking for that whistle or whatever, and she's down there, and, like, she's looking through these keys on the counter, and all, and she's like, she walks away because she takes something there and like it, like jiggles. It moved, yeah. Jiggles, and yeah. she's like, and then she lifts it up. It's a hand with keys on it. Yeah, and, and it, it fucking, her. yeah, dude, yeah. gnarly scene. Yeah, gnarly, yeah, definitely. And then you see, and then that's the first time you see the key face demon, right? And he crawls across the floor and he puts the key into her throat and like oh. lock, locks her voice box so she can't scream anymore. It's crazy. Fucking cool, dude. So, but what, and what I was going to get at, too, is that, like, like I said, it's really cool the fact that you, now you see what the real intentions of that person, what, like her dad, right. her dad, who is possessed, who's trying to get her shut up. Don't yeah. worry about stuff. Yeah. And then, like, um, but what I was talking about with the love thing, you know, in true love, like, it, it, it shows that whenever they're in the further or whatever, and all the demon has all these different souls he's possessed in these... Cells. Locked in these cells, yeah. And you know, her dad's one of them. Yep. And he's getting beat every day. Like, and she, right. but that scene there, you know, the demon's getting ready to fight Elise and is going to kill her or something. But the dad comes up and gra- his soul comes up and grabs the demon. Right. And it's like, I'm sorry, you know. And then it yeah. saves her, gives her time to, you know, and then to the mom, get away. And yeah. then the mom comes and fucking. Yeah, to get that. It's 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 really cool. Just, like I said, just uh, yeah, the whole series is just really really good. And we're not going to talk about the new one. We will tell you that we enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> brought, really good film. Brought everything together. Really good movie. Um, there are some throwbacks to the old movies in there. Um, right. You know that, that's just you know that's just how they do these movies. You know, so you're going to see some stuff in this new movie that you're going to be like, that's why that happened in the old movies, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's cool, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just fucking cool the way they did it. So definitely know. pay your money to go so watch it. So much cool shit, man. 
got to go pay your money to go watch it because yeah, we got absolutely we got to support going, Hollywood, so. man. They're not supporting themselves, you know. They got everybody on strike and not making movies. And it's just, oh yeah, I seen uh, that. There's a fucking, uh, fucking Cobra Kai is fucking, fucking on hold insane. right now. Yeah. That shit. Everything's. Just, I'm not really worried about fucking supporting uh, Hollywood necessarily as I am just horror movies. Yeah. You know, I've got to keep them, even if it's you know TV series or whatever. There Watch are those. there are some really good movies coming out. Uh, we saw some really good previews. Dude, that fucking cobweb. Uh yeah, there was a new uh new preview for a movie called Cobweb. Uh, you could probably find that on YouTube. Hadn't seen that yet. It looked really fucking good. Fuck yeah. Uh, and then like uh, Talk to Me comes out in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good one. You know the we've got the Nun coming out in September, uh, October. I think we're getting the new Exorcist. You know, there's just all kinds of stuff. Getting ready to go hit. out. I mean, pay your money, see your ticket, you get tickets. Support these theaters support these before theaters. they disappear. Got to support them. You know, we were like, like one of the only people in the fuck theater day, but you know what? We yeah. paid support it. Yeah. That's what we got to do, guys. But yeah. But anyways, so, guys, that's our stuff on Insidious. Love them. Um, you're gonna like the new one. Go check it out. Uh, and we're gonna be on to the next one, man. Um, go check us out everywhere. Subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. But more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy.